to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the second episode of the 22-23 season of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. Joining me to discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur, it's my partner in crime, it's Matt. How you, mate? How you getting on? I'm hot. Yeah, he's hot. It's, it's, it's hot. It's I don't hot. like it. <laughs> what's it? What's, yeah, do you know what? I, I, I always... Typical, typical moaning Brit. <laughs> typical moaning Brit. I always imagine, right, because you know obviously Scotland is normally normally cooler than it is south. But it threw me because we, we're, going, we're going away this weekend to the Isle of Wight and I thought we can't get much more nice. south than that. But it's actually no. going to be cooler than where I am now. I mean, how does that work? I thought it's like you go down and it gets hotter. I feel like my mind has been blown with what I thought I, was the case. I, I feel like the people in the Isle of Wight are currently looking at you going, so it's you. <laughs> it's <me. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we had the loveliest weather. <laughs> we got this storm front coming. <laughs> and that storm front is called Matthew. <laughs> yeah. But imagine you say that because it's going to like it's a weather warning all over the country. So it's still going to be hot. It's yeah. going to be like 31 degrees. But where I'm at the moment, it's going to be 37 yeah. degrees. So like, how does that work? <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. El Scorchio. Do you remember that? Um, I am, um, yeah, I. it's not as bad as 40. That's that's where no, I'm kind of at at the moment. But yeah, I got this, yeah. I, I mean, I got this lovely old cottage that I live in, but these things were built to keep the heat in for obvious reasons. <laughs> English climate as it was. And I got this room where I record the podcast and I've got a temperature gauge on the wall. And the main reason why I got that is, you know, like everyone's got, at least I like to think everyone's got that one room in their house or area of their house, which is kind of where all the stuff goes. You know, whether you want to yeah. call it the box room, the storeroom, the spare room, it's generally where there's a lot of stuff in it. Well, in Monica's this particular covered. room, yeah, 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 you got it. Thank you, man. Yeah, it is rammed. Yeah, I like this room's rammed, but it's where my computer is, where the, where I do the recording, and it's where the best sound is in the house. Well, on this particular day we're recording this, they have decided, in their infinite wisdom, my local authority, to resurface the road out the side of my house. So what that means is I cannot open the window in this room, oh, because otherwise Jesus. it would just be deafening. And I'm going to apologise anyway, if the sound does come through the double glazing, because it is loud, uh, you picks up on the mic, I apologise, and not a lot I can do, I will try and edit it out. I can't. But it is sweltering. Oh. It is nine a.m. as we record this, and this room is currently thirty-four degrees. Oh, mate! Look, just, it how, is how bad is gross. it? Gross. <laughs> oh, Sam, open the window. Let me see how I can hear it. If uh, I, can... <laughs> I uh, honestly, I can't from where I'm at. I'd, I'd have to clamber across something, <laughs> and people don't need that noise right now. So. Uh, if at any point during this podcast you hear me sound like I've slightly melted, like my voice is gone or anything like that, I possibly could be a puddle. Oh, oh. Because I'm watching the gauge, I'm like, because I'm because I'm in here now, like I've not got the light on or anything, and I'm thinking to myself, no, <laughs> no, you don't want to add anything that's going to heat this room right now. <laughs> but of course I've got to have the door closed, because like, you know, you need to keep the sound for the podcast, so I am just sat here right now thinking... Why? Why? But next week, when we record next week, it's going to be 19. That's the difference. Oh, there you go. Outside temperature. Whereas right now, outside my house is 30. Yeah, it's going to be quite the drop. So, and in the winter, ironically, this room's freezing, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm up here in three layers. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that's enough of me and my wonderful life. 
<laughs> I think I need a new house. I gotta be honest with you. I want to buy a nice house, little little recording studio with air conditioning. Oh, the dream. the dream. Speaking of the dream, someone else has approached us to sponsor the podcast. Okay. Is this yeah, anything I'm to in... do with our balls this time, or no, no? It's going to be not as much fun. Oh. But, <laughs> but there is the word "bag" in there, so we could possibly bring that the, all the ball puns back. But no, it's um, we're in discussions. Cool. It's it's early. It's early days. They've they've approached and they've got their outline proposal. I've said, "Pay us more, you bastards," and yeah. and we go from there. Yeah, bit like Daniel Levy. You're the Daniel like Levy of the podcast be. world, aren't you? Oh god, that, that was cruel. I've got hair. <laughs> um, right then, so uh, th- this is the best part of doing this podcast because we got a win to talk about. Now, I, I say this is the best part about doing this podcast. We, we and you started doing this back with the Pochettino era, and we were winning more than we lost, and it was a great time. Obviously, when that ended, and we went through the Jose time, and we'd come on this show every week, and we were trying to find enthusiasm every week. It was like, oh, here we go. Okay, um, this week we won the game one 0 I fell asleep around the fortieth minute. I don't know how the game went, but um, or we lost two 0 and I still fell asleep. So um, now we played Southampton at the weekend, first game of the season, first home game of the season. We won four one. And, uh, well, I think, I can't think of a better, I mean, obviously conceding the goal sucks, but I can't think of a better kickoff to the season. What about yourself? Yeah, fantastic. You're talking about Pochettino. Funny enough, I was going to say, it felt like, and look, I'm not going to get carried away. I like to get carried away, but I'm going to try not to get carried away. It's one game. It's one 90 minutes. But it really felt like, and actually, do you know what? It isn't just one game because... If you think of the the end of the last end of last season, how we play, so I'm not just judging it on purely the Southampton game, but when they when they scored, when Ward-Prowse scored, it felt like under Pochettino, where you were like, okay, yep, okay, we're going to end up scoring more than you. It, it just felt like that, and yeah. I know that's very easy to say in hindsight. I appreciate that it's very easy to say in hindsight, but I did feel like it. I didn't feel that kind of sinking. Oh, here we go. That we did under Mourinho. Yeah, and, 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 uh, yeah, and. Uh... No, I echo that. The only the only sinking feeling I had was, oh, Ward Prowse. No, that's that's the. It feels like to me that's the one that's always got away. Yeah. I, I I have been on the Ward Prowse to Tottenham hill, dying on that hill for four or five seasons, and he always seems to turn it on again. So it's almost like it's kind of like a. I was linked to this club once. I'm just going to keep showing them on repeat why they should have spent the money. There you go, like Letizia at Southampton. We were always linked with yeah, him back in the day, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he'd, he'd score like a. I mean, Letizia goals are ridiculous. Let's forget the prat he is nowadays. Yeah. But back as a footballer, I remember him against Newcastle. I'm sure it was Newcastle, and he scored this goal. It was on the half volley from maybe uh, five, ten yards outside the box. And please, if you find this goal on YouTube and you've never seen it and I'm wrong, just just don't correct me because my memory <laughs> of this goal is incredible. And he hit this half volley on the outside of his right foot to lob the keeper and just sit in the bottom corner. It was just like inch perfect. Mm. And he scored two goals in that same game that were both up for like goal of the season. He, he was Can you imagine him in Puskas? Yeah, I digress. But yeah, I just I yeah, feel like yeah, we've. Yeah, he'd have to. Yeah, absolutely. I think with Ward Prowse, he's one of those players where you just 
why, why hasn't he moved to one of the block? What? Because obviously, I know I appreciate that Southampton are probably putting a massive price tag on him, but yeah. what, what am I missing? Because I was saying this to Seb, like you know, he, he, when when every time that the ball was around the box and and, and a Southampton player had a ball around the box, mm. all you kept thinking was, please don't bring him down, please don't bring him down, because it feels like. Yeah. It feels like a, a penalty every time Walpress gets a free kick because he's so good on it with a dead ball situation. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and, and obviously the way he hit the ball, I don't know whether, it, whether there was an element of luck or if he deliberately hit the ball into the ground to, to lob uh, Lloris. But yeah. is it just, like, am I missing his general play? And you know the reason why he's not been signed by a bigger player is because no, his general I, play isn't, isn't great. It's, it's an interesting debate because I see a lot of people say that. I see a lot of people on a regular basis say like, yeah, but he doesn't offer anything else. And I mean, I, I always, I, there's always a thing that makes me laugh. It's like when you see a striker score goals and people are like, yeah, but what else does he do? I'm kind of like, um... Yes, what does he, he need to do? Job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you see Ward Price play, he is a... What I mean, what I would class as box-to-box. He, he does do a kind of defensive shape well. He isn't someone who's going to snap in the tackle. He isn't someone who really intercepts the ball quite well. But if you think about the time he's been at Southampton and the partnerships he's had and the players he's played with, if you think of a Southampton three, I remember him uh, just kind of emerging with Schneiderlin, Wanyama. Um, he then also had an amazing partnership in midfield with Hoybier. These yeah. are players that kind of mop up and it allows him to sort of look forward all the time. And if you think about sort of like um, with Harry Winks, the the thing that uh, fans jumped on was, oh, he doesn't pass forward enough, doesn't look forward enough. Always a debate and willing to go toe-to-toe with anyone on that. But with Ward Prowse, that is his game. His game is to pick the ball up, turn, and try and go forward, whether he brings it forward himself or not. You add to that the set-piece threat, and I, like you, have always wondered why someone hasn't come along. You think about his English, homegrown... You'd think one of the top six would look at him and go, that's a good signing. Yeah. Now, the last time he was heavily linked with a move, uh, it was us, uh, it was Chelsea, um, and it was um, Man United, all really looking at him. He signed a new deal and became captain at Southampton. The guy possibly loves being at Southampton and is happy. It's, it's such a funny thing in football. It's like when someone does that, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of forget that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, but, but he, you know, he is. Um, and, and maybe he's watched a lot of other players leave to go to these clubs and sit on the bench or, or you know, end up coming back in some cases or, you know, you know, shipped off within a season and maybe he looks at it and goes, I'm captain here. Family's settled here. I play every week. The fans love me. I'm earning good money. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to want for anything. You know, do I need to leave? Um, you know, he's getting England recognition. He's he's in and around the squad constantly. So, I don't know. I mean, like, for me, he's a player I think that could add something. But Southampton would want a fortune to let him go. Yeah, of and, course. And if the player himself wants to go, is the other factor. You got. Do you know? Funny you say that because um, you look at. Uh, see, when you was talking about him being a bit happy and and content and being like the the, the fans yeah. hero at Southampton, it, it makes me think of Grealish because uh, yeah. you know Grealish. If he had stayed at Aston Villa, he would have been you know the. Oh, eight out yeah. of every ten fans gonna have Grealish on the back of their night. You know he is the main man. Whereas at yeah. Man City, 
he's he's a bit part player, isn't he? Like, you know, he's he's won yeah. he's won trophies there with him, so he's got his trophies that you know maybe that's what he's after. But he's never going to yeah. be a, a fan favourite there or anything. So well, it's it's getting that yeah. it's deciding, isn't it? What do you want? Do you want the trophies and the money, or do you want the adulation from your fans? Well, it, it is down to that, and it's it's interesting because it's like the economics of scale. I mean, I've discussed this with people loads of times around footballers and money. Like, so for example, I can look at that and I can say James Ward-Prowse earns forty. I, I don't know, by the way, but I'm just saying. Say he earns forty to fifty thousand pounds per week. I look at that and think, if I'm earning that kind of money, and someone comes along and says, "Hey, if you move here, you can be on a hundred grand a week, and you might pick up this trophy and stuff like that." I know me personally. If I'm happy where I am. My family's settled and stuff like that. It would have to be a monumental reason for me to move. And I don't think that, you know, because how much more money do I need? Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I know everybody's there. I know there's some people who are just like, oh, yeah, brilliant. You know, just keep it coming. I've, my career is only going to last another 10 years. And I'd look at that and go, yeah, well, even if my career ends tomorrow, I've got like so much in the bank. I've got, <laughs> and I know it's economics of scale because I know earn 50 grand a week, spend 20 grand a week. Do you know what I mean? I know that's how it works. It's, it's mad, but I can only look at it from my point of view and think, I don't think that would motivate me. Um, I know it's funny. I had this, I said the trophy thing, obviously this conversation with Tottenham fans is relentless. And, and I remember having this conversation where I said about it, I don't understand the fixation of the fan around the team lifting a trophy over enjoyment of like supporting your team like you go down to the lower leagues and you've got thousands of people follow these teams every week home and away they do it for the love of supporting their team the camaraderie part of it none of them are seeing their team lift the premier league trophy in their lifetime you know no, none course. of them are seeing that and none of them care because it doesn't matter to them because they are football fans and yet when you're a tottenham fan you're ridiculed for that you have a weak mentality for enjoying supporting your team without lifting a trophy all the time. I mean, you've discussed it. Like, you know, you've got some clubs in England are trophy laden and stuff like that. And the irony being is Chelsea are apparently one of them. And I say apparently because, of course, me and you both remember supporting Tottenham whilst Chelsea, as a football club, had a stadium that was falling apart and they had to have collection tubs handed around the fans just to pay the staff at every home game. Yeah, of course. And it's kind of like people seem to forget, like, you know, until you have your era, until you have your kind of successful moment, everyone, you know, you, you, you're done shite. <laughs> and it's like, um, like, for example, Tottenham, Tottenham win us a trophy this season. None of the trophy crap goes away. Everyone's just like, oh, wow, one trophy, what does that matter? Doesn't matter. You know, that, like, people will still get us about it. We win a trophy next season, the following season, the following season, and we win more, and perhaps we win the league, you know, perhaps we win a European trophy. All of a sudden, then, that criticism, that thing's gone. They'll find something else. Yeah, cool. All of a sudden, Tottenham are a trophy-laden club. They're, you know, they're one of the big, you know, oh, look at this. They're All of these players in this club are suddenly more successful. Yeah, but I guarantee you, as fans, we'll enjoy those days, those winning things are massively... But I bet it's the same core group who go to the home games, go to the away games, and follow it the exact same way. Like, it won't make the difference. Like, did you get where I'm going with this? It doesn't yeah, make yeah. this all of a sudden difference. 
No, of course. I mean, I've only been a season ticket for, season ticket holder for what it four years now. I think four or five years. Yeah, yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, and and I, I, I you know, wherever I go, when I sat in the north, when I sat in the south, and I've got mates. I know a few people in the South as well that have been season ticket holders for 25, 30, 35 years, you know? And like you yeah. say, they've, they've, they've we, you know, we talk about the dark days. They've, they've been, they went to every single game in the dark days and they'll go to every single game if we yeah. suddenly start winning trophies. It, it, you're going to enjoy to watch the football and, you know, the, you the, the trophy element of it is a fantastic end to the season. But like, like I've said before, I know me and you, like you said, like we have conversations all the time about uh, trophies because it gets brought up all the time. Like on social yeah. media, you always get attacked for it, you know. But, but I, I just find that when we go to a game and look, me and Seb, for example, last we, we said to, we said to each other when we was walking to the Southampton game on Saturday, like what was your, your best game uh, of last season? And obviously, without with even for a click of a finger, we both said the Arsenal game, and that is such <laughs> yep. is such a fantastic memory. Honestly, it was just yeah. the one of the best nights of my life as a Spurs fan. It was amazing. No trophy at the end of it, but no. I just it's a memory that please don't ever take away from me because it was such a fantastic no. night, such a fantastic and game. That's... And that's the funny thing, because what you just said then, no trophy at the end of it, is basically our Arsenal fans reply. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, that game last season was amazing. And we say that in social media, and one will appear as if by magic to say, nice trophy, I'm so funny. It's it's ridiculous. And and it's like, all right, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what? Funny you say that because I, I I posted. You must actually you did see it because uh, you liked the post. But on my my private Facebook uh, page, I posted yeah. a picture of me and Seb before the game. Well, actually, I think it was at half time, both in our new yeah, Spurs shirts. Yeah, yeah, I love that picture. Yeah, and someone's someone someone I used to work with. First comment it was look at look they've won an opening day cup. It's like what, what, why <laughs> what, why why is that like what 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 why like we're not. <laughs> Why can't we just go to a game and enjoy the game? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know, Matt. But um, (laughs) focusing on the Southampton game, you were there. Um, Obviously, the James Ward-Prowse goal aside where we all kind of went, ooh, but like you said, there was still a good feeling anyway. What did you think about us then? Because I feel like after that moment, like the start of the season, it was like, oh, typical start of the season. Both teams look a bit rusty, you know, a few passes going here or there. A little bit tentative. They scored, but I felt like after that, our team kind of went like, "Right, you bastards! <laughs> you're gonna you're yeah. gonna ruin our first day, are you?" <laughs> and it's not gonna I happen. felt like we went up a level, and Southampton were just blown away. I mean, that's how it felt watching it. How did it feel from the stands? Yeah. So when when we pre- so last season they beat us three two, and it was one of them games where. They, it yeah. felt like it felt like they were the home team. Genuinely, it was we was going through a little bit of a yeah. weird patch where I think we was winning yeah. one, losing one, winning one, losing one, and it was really, really weird. <laughs> oh, it, it was like yeah. it was like it was like Conte had brought in his philosophy, and it was yeah. just they kind of got it, but they didn't get it, and they kind of got it, and it was just it was in it was like yeah. imagine lo- a game loading up. It was kind of getting to 70 percent, but it wasn't quite at that hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, on on Saturday it felt like we was at that hundred percent. They they are fully integrated into Conte's system. Yeah. It just felt it didn't feel like it felt like we were the home team. There you go. It felt like we were the home team as yeah. opposed to last time we played Southampton. We felt like they waited. Yeah. It was like like you said. All right, you're going to score. You're at our ground now. That this ain't going to happen. And I and yeah. 
yeah. I call him Ralph because I always struggle to call uh, to pronounce his second name, the Southampton manager. Yeah. But he said, no, that's fair. He said the, <laughs> yeah, he said the same. He said like he said once we scored, it felt like they just was like right, let's go into third gear now. And it was what it was like. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's let's concentrate now. We we've got we've got this. And I I, I loved the fact that you do, do you know what I was saying to Seb as well, Sessignon. I struggle to recognise him sometimes because he's yes. buffed up. And I'm like, who is that dude yeah. down there? That's like, oh my God, he's Sessignon. Yeah. He he has turned... Yeah, he's, he's worked. He's turned he into a man, Sam. so hard. Yeah, he's a man yeah. now. He, yeah, he's yeah. not a teenage boy. Yeah. He's a man, honestly. And that, that first goal, that equaliser... I'm loving it. how you say that, by the way. He's a man yeah, now, but he, Sam. <laughs> but he is. Like, you know... You, 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 you I, don't, know I know what you mean. You don't, you don't win things with but, boys. You don't win things with uh, boys on that pitch. I... I I, I hate to say this because it's like one of the most unfair things you can possibly do, but I tell you who that reminds me of. Cool. It's Gareth Bale. Yeah, yeah. Gareth Bale was this kid who constantly got injured, couldn't buy a win with us in his team, always looked like his legs were going to snap, and then he came back one summer, and it was like, um, excuse me, did someone let Gareth in the gym? What the hell? Yeah. And... He just, like, physically, he that was it. And it's funny because people get that kind of physical development at all different ages because I've said this to you before and I've had this conversation about the academy football. Every now and again, you'll get some 17, 18-year-old kid who is a man mm. and he's playing skip. against kids, yeah. And you're looking at him and you go, oh, come on, this ain't fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, even, if, even when they're on your team, you're like, oh, come on, I know he is 18, I know he's allowed to play at this level, but <laughs> he's basically like, looks like the sixth former dribbling past the year sevens right now. <laughs> this, this is not cool. And, and you kind of see that every now and again at that level, but in, in the Premier League, like you say, you see these young teens come in and you're like, oh, yeah, clearly got you know clearly got about him but yeah you're right he now looks the part and i also loved his goal because not only was that across from kuliseski that was on another level yeah. that was phenomenal yeah but he attacked it yeah and that is the conte system yep. those wing backs attacking that far post because if you're a defender now defending tottenham you've got kane Son into the box. Like Kulusevski is whipping the ball in. Okay, I need to watch Kane. I need to watch Son. I need to. Oh my God, where the hell did he come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. And he just came because he is rapid as well. Yes. And he attacked it and he celebrated like, you know, like that was a massive, massive thing. And after the game, of course, we realized he celebrated like that because he'd missed the opportunity to get in on the end of one a few minutes earlier. That's and fine. in his words, Conte was going to kill him. <laughs> so he's like, I knew, like I had to, I had to be there. I had to get there, and he did. What a header! I mean, that. Key, I mean, no chance. I, I saw some people being critical. I'm like, no, you got no chance. That cross was phenomenal. He just whacked his head on it. You know, planted it. The keeper's got no chance. And just yeah, I, I thought that as a goal was was brilliant. Um, did, what did you? I know, I know. There's another goal in between, but what did you think of the own goal? Because Emerson Royale, who the vast majority of us kind of went, he's a fullback. I don't think he's ever going to make it as a wingback. Kind of, I felt like in this game went, I can do it. I can do this because yeah. he basically made that goal. <laughs> yeah, just briefly before we talk about that phone goal, uh, 
Royale really, really impressed me uh, at the game. He, he, he just, Good. whether it's one-off, whether it's just, you know, the Chelsea, yeah. we'll see the, the Royale that we were used to last season. But I feel like he's become so much sharper and he and he mm. he's doing what Conte wants him to do. Uh, yeah. he, just, he just looks a different player. So it feels like they was only gone for two months, but so many of them have just grown up. Like they've really grown up. It's, it's yeah. bizarre, you know. It's, it's like when you when you when I don't see my, my my nieces or nephews for a couple of years, I'm like, where did you come from? And that's what I thought about these these players, you know. Like it was only two months ago, like you just, but but they just it, yeah. it, they're having that pre-season, and, and you know, it's no coincidence that Conte has talked so much no. about I need a pre-season with my team, I need a pre-season, and, and I think we we saw that in that first game. But yeah, that that uh, own goal, it was so yeah. bizarre. It, it was just uh, I a mean, comp- that that defender just uh, awful. It, it was calamity. oh absolutely. Like we we was it was one of those goals where I don't know if it was picked up in the in the game, but the celebration for where I was anyway, the celebration wasn't quite right because we were like that must be it, offside or something because happened. why has he just kicked it in his own goal? <laughs> <laughs> why has he just yeah. literally kicked it in his own goal? But you're right, Royale. Yeah. It it was made by Royale, wasn't it? He made that goal. He completely made yeah. it. And, and it was, you know, yeah, it, burst burst forward, kept his run going, yep. found space, drilled in across low and hard, and the defender couldn't deal with it. No, completely. And, yeah. And yeah, it just you kind of look at that and it's like, wow. <laughs> Genuinely, I just thought that's a different player. It's like a different guy has just done that. Um, do you think a lot of the players are currently feeling confident because they have a system? and a tactical awareness, like, this is my job, this is what I do, and if I do my job, and I do this well, and everyone else does their job and does that well, we're going to do well. Do you know what I mean? It's like a confidence built into this of, we saw at the end of last season, as this started to click, we got fourth. And then, therefore, they showed up in pre-season and were like, teach me, O Oracle, (laughs) you know, what do you need from me? And, and do, you, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like that thing, and it's like the confidence, and success breeds success. And if you have a confidence in a manager, and the manager says, you do this, and we win stuff, and I think everyone in that dressing room would go, I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've seen it. I mean, you only got to see the difference banning ketchups had on Eric Dyer's physique. That guy, well, hello. Uh, he's <laughs> enough to turn a man right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Eric Dyer, right, gets that second goal. Fantastic. Uh, an opening day goal from Eric Dyer signalled the really kick-off of the Pochettino era, and it felt pretty special him getting in on this. Two things I loved about that goal. One is the fact that Sonny's crossing ability is very underrated. He's a very good crosser of the ball. It was our three central defenders attacking it. If you watch that back, it's Davies, Dyer, who gets the header, and Romero are the three people bursting front, post, middle, and back into the box. Love that. That's clearly been worked on. QT Romero basically beats the crap out of Eric Dyer as a celebration. What was that? He, like, he was prop, him. Prop punching him, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> right. So I, I kind of was like, what the hell is that about? Apparently, and this will possibly not shock anyone, Central defenders are a little bit of a breed of their own, and they like to get themselves into a bit of a zone, you know, a bit of a kind of get themselves in that dark place, ready to go and fight. And those two apparently beat the crap out of each other on a regular, <laughs> like to get themselves into that place. So Cutie clearly thought, no, you can't get celebrating. You need to get back focused and laid a few digs in to get him back on the planet Earth. He was proper punching. I, I asked the question. 
Yeah, I asked this question because I was kind of like, oh, why is Ben Davis like that? One, well, no, no, not gentle Ben. Ben's fine. <laughs> Ben's like, keep that shit to yourself, guys. Oh, I'm fine. I'll, I'll just do my job. You, you, you two, you know, you, years gone by when like central defenders like put their fists through lockers and stuff and be like, come on, and the whole team be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, those two are a bit of a throwback, I think. Uh, but yeah, his goal, the own goal, and then of course the fourth goal went in. Uh, Kulisevsky, what like a minute and a half after the own goal, just to absolutely wrap it up. Uh, a brilliant finish. Um, and the guy's got that in spades. You know, he is so calm and collected in and around the box, finishing, scoring. He's opened the season with an assist and a goal. Um, and people were kind of like, oh, I wonder if he'll get in above Richarlison. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? It's it's great to have that competition, isn't it? Do you know uh, before the before the game uh, kicked off? So so um, so Seb and I were about maybe we row forty three. So like we obviously like you know in the in the kind of the middle of the south, and we normally get to yeah. the game about three quarters of an hour before the game kicks off. We've got got a little set thing we do and stuff, but we'll we'll go and walk to the front of of the uh, south stand and just watch the players train, and um, yeah. You, you get obviously you get like a the goal kick Lloris will practice and then like with, after with about twenty five minutes to go they'll plonk Lloris in goal and Sun Kane and Kulisevsky and Benton Cornet will just take Hoybier as well they just take pot shots at Lloris and um, Kulisevsky's hit this ball and thankfully this was before the game kicked off and not during the game and it went miles wide mm-hmm. and it's flown into the pit flown into the crowd bounced off one of the um, uh, st- the stand, like you know, the stands where people hold on, and just literally landed yeah. in my hands. I'm like, oh my god, I've got this football, right? Oh, and then why? Seb, Seb yeah. touched it, and then people, and yeah. I instinctively just threw it back. And then as I'm throwing yeah. it back, I can hear people going, keep it, keep it. And I'm like, oh man, right? What did, was that the right? F-? And I kept thinking to myself, was that the right thing uh, to do? Should I've kept it? And yeah, then... yeah, no, it was the right oh, thing to do. But, but I, I tell you, I tell you, the funniest thing I've ever seen with that is I saw someone get a sharpie out, put their name on it, and throw it back. Oh, really? <laughs> I think that was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Should be the other at the same time, I'm kind of like, that's so bonkers. Like, oh no, I'm like, that's so bonkers. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I saw the cricket the other day. I watched the hundred, and like people catch it in the crowd a lot because they're hitting sixes everywhere. And I saw someone catch the ball in the crowd, take a selfie with it, then throw it back. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's actually ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that would have been it, though. You and Seb, a quick picture. Like, hey, Kudasevsky, yeah. couldn't hit a barn door. Do, do, <laughs> exactly. Did you see um, after, after the game, uh, or not sorry, after the game, but at some point in an interview, he said that he scores all his goals there. And I, I, I wonder, because... He, he does like you look at the goals he scores. It's always that curling left foot, isn't it? Into the into, yeah, yeah. And I I, I know that he's see. I, I'm, I'm worried and I'm happy. I'm worried that he says he scores all his goals there and he'll get found out. But I'm also glad that he he recognises that because he's going to have to at some point because he's new to the Premier League. Well, relatively new. I think he's getting away with it at the moment. But at some point he won't get away with it, will he? So I'm glad he's yeah. he's recognised. Maybe he's recognised it. Maybe Conte's recognised it. But yeah, it, there maybe, is there yeah. is a lot like you, like you say that that cross that pinpoint cross to Sessignon. There's more to his game than just shooting. But uh, oh, I'm, massively, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, do you remember Marco Van Basten? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, Marco Van Basten was once criticised because he used uh, predominantly would shoot low left, bottom left hand corner. Like that was where he finished. 
And sure. he said, the day I stop scoring 30 a season, you can be critical. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, just, I remember looking, I was, I always sort of keep that in mind. Of like, people often get critical of, oh, yeah, but that's what you do all the time. I'm like, yeah, but it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of like, course. yeah. The day people block him, stop him, and he has to adapt then. But right now, like that finish, he had the space and boom. It was just perfect. I loved it. Do, do, do you think um, so? So that game for for, Sorry, for, yeah, for that game. So would you would you put it down more to us playing really well or Southampton playing really badly? If you were to look at that um, from a from a devil's advocate point of view, we made them look poor. It's, again, a devil's advocate point of view. Um, I, I looked at it and I watched the game. <clears throat> they went a goal up. Southampton are no crap side. I know they have old days where they lose eight 0 and stuff, but this wasn't one of them. They they defended. Um, like they got criticised quite a lot. Like the defenders, all oh, the defenders got pulled here, there, and everywhere. And I and I went flip that. Their defenders got pulled here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> you know this. Yeah, because of us. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the the focus so often is on being critical of like um, you know Manchester City win that game four one or Liverpool win that game four one and everyone just talks about how great they are as a team. Southampton just weren't able to live with them. They're so good. Tottenham do it, and it's like, oh, Southampton had an off day. And that's not attack. That's not me saying, oh, Tottenham are always picked on. That's just me saying there is a narrative that you got the top teams, and the top teams beat people. Everyone else, if you win well, it's because the other team weren't very good that day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. You know, you look, and you can see that across across the board. Like, um, we beat Arsenal 3 0. We dominated them. We marmalized them from start to finish. Uh, Arsenal were poor that day. Well, we made them look poor that day. They never walked onto the pitch. You know, the fans, I think, made them poor. I think we got in their heads. <laughs> oh, completely, yeah. But this is, this is just the narrative. That's just the way it is. And I watched that game, and Southampton weren't crap. We just went up this gear. You know, they went 1-0 up. They were, they looked like they were like, oh, great, we're 1-0 up away. We now keep it, you know, steady. We do this, we do this. And we just went, no, boom, up the gear and just move the ball faster we brought our wing backs into play and they couldn't live with it. You know, you, you no, watch we, anyone yeah. gets a chance to watch the highlights about the extended highlights, you really can see they just couldn't live with the, the pace and the power of our attacks. Yeah, we we could have we could have easily scored three or four more. We we were it was it was a real Massively, up, yeah. up off up off your seats uh, kind of game. Uh, and and I, it's really hot like I said at the beginning beginning, uh I I'm really struggling to not Get, I don't want to get carried away because it is no. literally just one game. But at the same time, if we can play like that, if we can keep that consistency, honestly, yeah. we are we are gonna. This is. I, I look, you, I, I think I said last week. You, you've got a lot of um, a lot of uh, people in the know, a lot of knowledgeable players, ex-players, experts, who are who've got no bias, who are really, no. really. You know, talking us up this season, so yeah. oh, it's, it's hard not to get carried well, away. We, but that we, game we was talk, fantastic. We talk about, you know, we talk about uh, developing as a side. Last season, we played Chelsea four times. We lost yeah. all four, and in none of those games did I even think we looked like we were on their level. We play them this weekend. It is do, do you see what I mean? It's like. We want to talk about where are we? Where are we in our development? Now we are not the finished article yet. We all know that. But we want to discuss about it. We are going to Chelsea this weekend. If we go there and we are able to play our game, 
to a certain extent, regardless of the result, uh, obviously if we get hammered, then that's not great. <laughs> but if we go there and we are able to impose ourselves on that game, make it a close game, pick up points, whatever, that for me will show development. Do, do you see what I mean with that? It's kind of like, like I said, four times last season, and we it was like we didn't deserve to be on the same field as them, in my opinion. It was like, wow, this is so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, do you know I uh, I've I've only been to this is relevant by the way. I, I've yeah. I've only been to the Isle of Wight once in my lifetime, and it was yeah. three years ago I think. And yeah. I went with my children and my mum. Funny, and it, it was yeah. cold. The and that weekend <laughs> we were we were away to Chelsea, and uh, we lost two one. And I knew we was going to lose two one. I think it must have say two. Do you remember it was under Mourinho where they beat us home? And, or, yeah. But anyway, it just was one of those ones where I'm like, oh, don't want to look at my phone because it's going to be no. one nil chill. And in the end, I did win. Second time I've been, I'm going to the Isle of Wight in my lifetime this weekend. <laughs> and yeah, what do you know? We're playing Chelsea time. away. Well, These I'm, little lives. So, so I feel like this is a good. Yeah. I'm hopeful that that's not an omen. Now, speaking of omens, we do, of course, have a, uh, a future seer. We have mm. someone in your son, Seb, who makes predictions. He predicted we would beat Southampton, and we did. The scoreline a little bit. Yeah, off, and the goal he, scores. He got the win. That's <laughs> all that matters. Now, he has once again, backed by popular demand, everybody, it's time for Mystic Seb. Now it's time to listen to the predictions of Mystic Seb. Uh, my prediction for the game against Chelsea... Uh, on Sunday is a 2-2 two, two draw 2-2 two, two draw so he's not gone for the goal scores this time I think he wants to no uh... no smart smart kid yeah yeah smart. yeah, yeah. It, the thing I forgot August Harry Kane done, when Harry Kane is good he doesn't score in August no of course yeah, everyone's yes. got to remember that there yeah, you go yeah we all forgot we all forgot when he's at his absolute best he gives everyone a month head start because he's a bastard like that <laughs> <laughs> um now, Seb's a hero of mine, Mystic Seb. He comes on, he makes his predictions, and uh, I understand in your household, however, there's some jealousy going on. I understand that your wife, Vicky, is like, why Why is Seb on the show? Why, why don't I get a voice on the show? Well, so we thought we'd give Vicky an opportunity to make her own prediction, and uh, she's, um, she's perhaps demonstrated why she's not on the show. Here we go. <laughs> My prediction for the Chelsea Spurs game is that we will win 2-1 and the uh, goal scorers is that you yes, will be Sun and Kuliskevsky. Kuliskevsky. Kulis. Is she trying to say Kulisexy? Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't uh, know. And, uh, no. It's going to be Sunny I... and uh, Kulisexy. <laughs> I don't, do you know the worst thing about it? It's not I, even the fact I, I she can't, know. she butchers Kulisovsky's name, it's the fact that she's like, goal scorers, is that what you call them? <laughs> yeah, now I was going to come back to that, because I was like, because I thought she was saying, when I first heard it, my ears heard her say, is that what you want? Like, you want the goal scorers as well? But that's not what she said, she actually is goal scorers, is that, it reminds me of that Steve McLaren interview where he's in oh, Holland, yes. and he's like, oh... Uh, as as you say, and I'm like, what? You're English. Be English, you asshole. And not that Vicky's an asshole. Vicky's wonderful and a lovely woman. By the way, hang on. My prediction for the Chelsea Spurs game is that we will win. <laughs> 
She has a phenomenal voice, my friend. We, we maybe should get her on more on a more regular basis. Um, thank you, Vicky. Uh, I needed that laugh this morning <laughs> as I'm sweltering in this podcast booth I've built myself. Um, that, that was amazing. <laughs> cool, 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 and the gang. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 Cooler jet ski. There you go. That's amazing. Uh, if I'm yeah, ever, if uh, I'm ever Dejan, rich, I was going to say something. If yeah, I'm ever rich cool enough to have on a one, jet ski. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm going to call yeah. it that. I'm going to buy a jet ski and I'm going to call it the cooler jet ski. <laughs> I'm going to tag him on Twitter with this bit of audio <laughs> and say, buy this lady a jet ski and she will call it cooler jet ski. There you go. Come on. Yeah, that's, like a, that's an hour's wages for you. Exactly. You can do it, Dejan. <laughs> He's got a good sense of humour. He's he a ginger from Sweden. Um... You gotta have a good sense of humour. So, uh, is that part of the show where we hand over to our fellow Tottenham fans across social media? Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Okay, buddy. I ask you every week: Do you want to go Instagram, or would you like to start with the wonderful world of Facebook? I, I always think. I know you ask me this every week, Sam. But do you remember back in the old days when they used to ask me? Uh, and it, mm. it was always Instagram and Facebook. And do you think is yeah. it just because I, you know, I kind of that's my, what I'm used to? But I always feel mm. it feels better because we can laugh at you, but you butchering some Instagram names, and, and, then, and then we can get <laughs> onto the seriousness of like the yeah. long-winded All Facebook right, questions. Right. Let's in, go. Let's Instagram go. Instagram is yeah. then. Uh, okay, uh, now, the lovely Laura, who runs our Instagram, has been sending me, um, basically, like, every time she thinks she's got a full lid of questions, someone else has added one. Um, so, she's been sending to me as we go. So, uh, first up, I'm delighted to say, uh, it's one of the people who have their own theme on the show. Now it's time for a comment from Old Brother. Please tell me right now, Sam, you're, yeah. sat, you're sitting there in that really hot room of yours with a cut yeah. open coconut and a, like a nice drink yeah. with ice and a big straw coming out oh, and yeah. an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in, in, in Tottenham shorts, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely I am. Uh, it says, hey guys, hope all your families and friends are doing well. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, good to have the best Spurs pod back. <laughs> Legend. Other podcasts may come out earlier, but everyone loves the late run from deep to the back post. <laughs> I like it. Sassing Young. <laughs> I have a question concerning James Ward-Prowse. Uh, do any of you rate him and would make a smart purchase? Yes, me. Yeah. Um, smart purchase, though, probably not, because he'd cost half the new stadium. Yeah. I've been keeping an eye out whenever he plays Southampton, and he always turns it on. He isn't a defensive-minded player, but he has an eye for a pass, moves play along in intelligently, has a shot on him, and is a dead ball specialist. These all seem like exactly what Spurs want from the Madison links. Anyway, can't wait for the game on Sunday. Kane and Son to score, by the way. Oh, bold prediction there, Kane and Son to score. Um, 
Yeah, we, we just discussed the board. Do you reckon people who've asked questions listening to this show think, oh, well, there's my question answered. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe yeah. we all start with this every week. Do you know what? Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Next, next week, we'll do that. We'll put the fan questions first. Yeah, right. We're like, hello, everyone. Right. right. <laughs> now we're going to we're gonna dive into these. Yeah, it's true. Because I, I do get to like, because uh, when I'm reading them out, and I'm kind of like, oops. Well, yeah, we've covered that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but Ireland Brother Man, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, uh, always man. great to hear from you. Um, okay, so let us head over to another one. Now, this person's called Rock Me Amadeus. I like it. And there is a song which goes, Amadeus, Amadeus, like that. And I am now very tempted to bring that in as a theme for this person who's been called Rock Me Amadeus. He's, he questioned, he sends a, Rock Me Amadeus, if you would like your own theme, let us know. Yeah. Because if you do, I will put it together for you. And it says, no question, just observations. It should not be dismissed after being ruled offside, but Sessignon's cool right-footed finish is a clear sign of his improvement. That's a fair shout, I forgot to mention that. Also, it seems like the squad enjoys to play defence now. They were congratulating each other over every tackler, break-up in play, swarming to the ball to win back possession. Yep, I think those are fair observations. And that Sessignon finish, by the way, was bang on. He nailed that. Did you, did you see, uh, talking about Sessignon's finish as well, uh, did you see as well, he said afterwards that literally just before the game kicked off in warm-up, uh, Perisic said to him, just get yourself on the far post and you'll score. Yeah. And that's yeah. funny, isn't it? Perisic is proving to be almost as good a coach as, as like anyone else. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a man. He's, um, I'm delighted, to be honest with you, because when you sign an older player, sometimes they arrive for their paycheck. This guy's arrived to go, right, I'm here to play and I'm here to bring kids. You know, I'm here to be a part of this. Yeah. And, Oh, I feel so good because it is always a bit of a worry. You know, you sign your space, you're kind of like, oh, please be good. <laughs> please be a good influence. Don't just show up and be like, I've made my money, bitches, later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because what message does that send the young players? But he's come in and like, I'm world class, I win stuff, you're going to learn from me. And Sessing the gone, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and what's even better is he can say, look, I've won stuff with our boss. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. It and that, that so is a perfect. that must be, yeah, yeah, that must be a big help. Uh, delighted to say, we also have another comment from someone with their own theme. Thundering down from on high, it's a comment from Mountain Man. The Mountain Man says, "Will Kulusevsky outscore either Kane or Son this season?" Ooh. Well, he's he's beating them now. He's won. He's one nil up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the season ended now, that's it. You're right. I I, I think um... if Kulusevski is on a par with those two at the end of the season, like within one or two goals, we are going to have a freaking good year. Oh my god! I just think. Do you know what I mean? Just Sam, look, <laughs> add Richarlison into that. It's insane, yeah, isn't yeah, it? That, We've that got guy's four. Make an impact. We've got four scary attackers, four t- four four guys up front that every week, regardless of what team you are, they're gonna be like, oh, the defense is gonna be like, we've got we've got these to contend with. You know, every yeah. week they know they're gonna have a ninety minutes in they every single week with these yeah. guys. Yeah, every week's gonna be a real test. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what we want. Yeah, completely. I mean, we we as fans, it's like what we've been clamoring for for ages. 
And I do think, you look, you look at Kulisevsky, people were kind of like, oh, Son and Kane are nailed on, Kulisevsky, Richarlison, rotate. Kulisevsky went, whoa, hold on. Hold my ABBA soundtrack. Here's an assist <laughs> and a goal to start the season. Um, do, do you remember, yeah. Sam, when... Um... When we got these two, because do you remember we did a we did a podcast just after the transfer window closed, I think. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it was you, your personal view, or if you were just reflecting on what you were kind of seeing everyone else's view of, uh, of what had happened. But I remember like yeah. the conversation was going along the lines of, look, you know, we could have probably got some better, some more, some different players in, more players. We've let all these players go out on loan, like you know, four or five have gone out on yeah. loan, and we all we've done is replace them with these two relatively unheard of guys from Juventus but in yeah. hindsight wow what a signing those two were uh, massively my, my my fear when we signed them is it felt like um, Paratici went to Juventus and went look what you guys got in the cupboard I need to bring people in and I'm screwed I've like all my targets have fallen through <laughs> who have you got and Juventus went oh where is these two I suppose and he went brilliant I'll take them and that's kind of how it felt now Reality is obviously perception and reality is very different, and it just felt that way for me because it was kind of like, who? I mean, I've heard of them, but if they're that <laughs> good, really. why aren't they playing? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. oh. and then I, you know, Juventus fans were posting online, "Thank you so much, Paratici. You're still doing your best job for us." And I'm kind of like, this hurts. This doesn't feel good. And then you see the impact the pair of them have had, and it is the pair of them, by the way, because Benson is brilliant yes and you know he's the reason (laughs) we're playing on wednesday nights next season this season um he he just yeah the pair of them i i can't get over it i just when when you talk about us making signings i cannot remember signings having that big one i i swear those two got us top four yeah i agree with you like I, i i think those two that impact those two made and because of that impact and the fact that they are looking like the pair of them are like continuing that. It's not like they arrived, made an impact and settled and went, oh, there you go, I'm going to take a breath now. The pair of them have come into this season like ready to go again. And that is that mentality step up, I think, perhaps on certain players that reach a point and go, yeah, look how well I've done. Oh, I'm going to coast. No, these are players that go, oh, that was good. I can do better. And just keep going and keep going, and I think that's two players we've signed there. And it's um yeah, it's it's great. I mean Romero as well. You think about the Romero signing. Oh. I stand by the fact I think he this season by the end of the season, I think every club's going to be going wow he's one of the best central. Every fan I think is going to be saying he's one of the best defenders in the league, if not Europe. I just he is yeah. on another level. He, he really is, and 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 even in the Southampton game, he'd make a pass. And yeah. it, there'd still be a part of me that's thinking, did he really mean that? Like, is, yeah, it, is he just yeah. is he just the most luckiest football player in the world, or is oh, he one of the most be. skillful? Because the the, the calmness that we've talked about a, a lot, you know, yeah. he's got so much, uh, he brings so much calm to our defence. But when he plays the ball out, it's so it's unknowingly accurate the, the, the passing, and yeah. and, he, and he just he's got that thing, and I said this before, he's got that thing that Ledley King's got, I think, where it's almost like a superpower where. You know, you see, like, I'm trying to think of, of, of one of the superheroes where it's like he's got a pair of glasses and he sees yeah. the football game completely different to the yeah, other 21 players. Did you know what I mean? He, he reads yeah, he it. Is, he, is, he is very good. 
very, very good. And it is, is a privilege to watch him. And I, I watch him. The, the one criticism everyone's got is like he has that little bit of spice to him, which every now and again goes too far. And he got booked against Southampton, and everyone went four one up, dude. You didn't need to do that. And that is the one thing. Like to me, it's a, it's a fine line. Like you try and take that out of him, you might take a big part of him away. But we're playing Chelsea away. And there's a big part of me that's like, it's funny, you know, against Southampton 4-1 up, you didn't need to do that. You do that in the opening minute against Chelsea and you're a hero. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing, Sam. Like, you know, I talk about all the all the, the, the Premier League defenders who are going to be thinking, Jesus, I've got to, we've got to be up against these lot, uh, you know, when they come to play yeah. us. It's the same with Romero. You know, they're, they're going to, they're, you're going to have strikers that are going to be playing against us and they're going to, they're yeah. going to be thinking, not only is this guy just ridiculously good, but he might yeah. hack me at some point. Well, you, you, you know, know, you know, you're in a game. Yeah, you're going to have you that fear that this guy doesn't mind taking a yellow card every so often. You know, so so yeah. it's, it, uh, although you uh, you call it a criticism, to me, I think it's another plus because it just yeah. adds that kind of. That, that it'll add that doubt to, to the, the opposition player's mind. Like, is this guy gonna? Is this guy gonna come through? Me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're you right. Um, while I think of it, um, whilst we're talking about defenders, last week I said our new signing Lenglet is really good, and lots of people messaged and said, "How do you say his name?" I don't know, but people now tell me it's Longley. Longley. <laughs> Longley. <laughs> Oh, I should maybe apologise to Vicky as well. Longley. But I can say Kulisevsky. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I'm just thinking Longley. There's, got a, there's, there's going to be a song soon, isn't there? That, that just that cries out to be in a song. A Wimberway, a Wimberway, a Longley. Anyway, um, <laughs> do you have any long-term concerns with Skip's series of injuries? Or do you think it's just a few freak accidents in a row that won't impact his career over time? That's a question on Instagram from the Johnny Stark. Uh, welcome back to the Jolly Stark. Um, I'm not concerned. Uh, I've seen this a lot and I feel people are trying to make mountains out of molehills. If, for example, he had a groin injury and then he had another one and another one and another one, I'd be concerned. He broke a toe at Norwich at the end of his Norwich career, came back, played well, recovered, no problem. He's now got a hairline fracture in his ankle. Again, it's not the same thing. It's not the same injury. He had a groin injury, which was corrected. These are different things. If it was the same area, like a hamstring, something like that, then yes, I would be really concerned. But young players making the step up from the academy often have these types of niggles. It's about being managed. And I think with our central midfield options over the course of this season, he's not going to play every minute of every game, but he is going to play a good amount of time. Um, So no, I'm not worried. Matt, yeah, you? yeah. It, I, 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 it's a kind of question I think that I'd, I'd I'd like to put my opinion in, but I think you're more, you know, you've you've okay, seen man. the guy going along from. So I, you know, yeah. let's go with your opinion, Sam. And I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I do agree Thank with you. you. Thank you. Um, over to Facebook, Ryan Miller says, since Sam mentioned the youth system set up the financial side, I've continued to think about why we don't promote more youth players into the loan system as opposed to playing for our youth team. What do you think the reasons are for this? Surely with training facility and resources at Spurs, we would be a bit more clued up on these things. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's an opinion. Um, and my opinion is a bit of an error at the moment, and it's something that's changing. Um, but you've got to remember, this club was built around Mauricio Pochettino, you know, the new stadium and everything like that, and it was kind of the house that Poch built. And it's still... 
is converting from that. And what I mean is we had a head of an academy in John McDermott. We had a whole staff of coaches that have gone. And therefore, we've probably got a generation or two generations coming through the academy who have got kind of lost. Because the coaches that knew them day in, day out, we could go to the first team coaches and go, hey, you don't need to sign a left back. We've got a kid in the academy. Look at him. Left. So so we had these players, and a lot of them have left. Um, these players have gone on to try and find first team football. The, the loan system is something that we need to get back to utilising better. We really do. The issue is, is that you have this kind of debate over the facilities here are brilliant. They've been improved as well, aren't they, Sam? I saw somewhere that they they are. Yeah. The coaches are the best you can get. Uh, You know, Yaya Chure, Jermaine Defoe are both joining the coaching setup at academy level. These players are going to be looking up to them like, wow, you know, these are players who have been there, done it, you know, fantastic. And so it's kind of like, well, do you stay there learning day out, day out, although the level of football you're playing isn't that high? Or do you go down to League Two? And in League Two, uh, with the greatest respect, in dressing rooms that look like Sunday League compared to Tottenham, um, it's about life experience. Some young players can go and do that and come back the better for it. Some you lose. like You lose them completely. And some amazing interviews with people like Andros Townsend, who talked about Tottenham used to send him on loan, 17 years old, to a different part of the country he's never been in, on his own. Uh, staying in some random person's house who's putting him up, you know, just just terrified, basically. Um, so things need to be looked at and things need to be done in a certain way. The club need to feel confident if they're sending these players to clubs, they're going to be looked after in every sense, not just left on their own. Uh, I know, for example, there's a very, very famous instance of one of the best young players in our academy went on loan to Bristol City. And came back with a drinking problem. <laughs> so there are lots of there are so many factors to loans and stuff. It's not, um, and I know this isn't where you're going with this, Ryan. But it's not Football Manager. It's not FIFA. It's not like oh, loan there, loan there, loan there. The human factor is massive. Does this kid socialise well? Does he get on with other people? Is he easily led? Do I need to send him somewhere where? someone could send him down the wrong path. Do you know where I'm going with this? It's like there's yeah. so many factors. Do, do, you know, do you know what? This is This is more... Not, <laughs> not sub, sub, well, specifically, try saying that, uh, specifically yeah. about the loans, but just as a general kind of view uh, in regards to what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously I said about when I, when I threw that ball back and uh, I was like, oh, I wish I'd kept yeah. it, right? And I was thinking... Well, if I'd have kept it, what was it? What was the football worth? 15 quid? And there's yeah. so many millions and millions in football, in football clubs. Like, you know, it's 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 it's, it's money that... We, it's, it's amounts that we can't wrap our head around. Like, you know, like Kane, for yeah. example, is only 300 grand a week. You know, yeah. most of us have struggled to earn that in 10 years and he earns it every week. So there's a yeah. shit, shit, shit ton of money in football, right? Yep. So what, why is it? And because and, I was thinking of this the other day, you look at Man United who are getting criticised. I mean, I know Neville criticising quite heavily recently because their transfer policy is just silly. It's like, this is not... Yeah. You don't expect Man United to be a team that just panic. It's like us. This is what Man United are doing now is exactly what we are used to doing 
you know, needing a player, panic buying, and then get a player that's not, you know, buying a Louis Saha or, or a, yeah, a, a player that doesn't, you know, it's, it's a very, very short-term fix. So this is what this is what this is what, what I wanted to ask, and we'll see what your opinion is on, on it. Why is it that there's so much money and so much money goes into the players and the training facilities? And why isn't the money invested into this side of it? Why isn't it invested in, into experts who who can look at the loans uh, uh look at the loan side of it or into yeah. scouts you know like we can see for the man united example uh, with their their transfer policy we can all see on the outside it's not good so why, why are they not paying someone I, a lot of money to deal I, with it I properly can give, i can give an opinion yeah um and it is purely an opinion and that is there's a there is a level of ego and arrogance in all sport which is the x factor and the a ego in a lot of people is I'm right. The 40 million people telling me I'm wrong are wrong. <laughs> you see it in politicians as well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is, you, you know what I mean? There is that factor and you see it. Like you see some coaches like come on TV and they're like, your team just lost five nil for the 10th week in a row. And they're like, yeah, well the referees aren't helping us. And you're like, what, what are you not you deluded idiot. Yeah. What are you on about? But they believe it because their ego won't allow them not to. So when you're part of Manchester United, Manchester United, and you are looking to sign players and you've identified, okay, we're going to go for this guy, your ego cannot comprehend the fact that, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe this isn't... No, it's the coach that's getting it wrong. I'm giving him these great players and it's the coach. I'll sack the coach again. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Levy's a really good example of this. How many managers has Daniel Levy rinsed through before he's got to Antonio Conte and suddenly realised, all right, so if I give you the players you ask for, we do well. Where? Yeah. Why didn't yeah. anyone else ever mention? No, it's just we cannot. You can see it. You like it, it's it, it's really frustrating, isn't it? Because yeah. it, it, you're right. It, it has to be an ego thing. It has yeah. to be. There's no other reason yeah. why you're not seeing the same common sense yeah. that we're all seeing. And. And you also, some of the, like, uh, it works for CEOs and companies and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm someone who likes to read a lot about psychology. And I remember reading once about a CEO of a company in America. And he basically said his biggest advice he can give to anyone is to surround himself with people who don't agree with you. And he said, too many CEOs, too many people believe that those around him who constantly agree with you are the, are the ones yeah. Yes, man. The one, yeah, of course. Every idea comes out. Oh, it's a great idea, sir. Have people with comp- like literally interview people. It's like, who do you vote for? You know, let's get someone who is polar opposite to me, and challenge me because I need to have that. I need people to come at me and say that because I need to look at it and go, oh wait, yeah, you're right. I would never looked at it from that point of view. I would never think of my staff are struggling on $20 an hour because to me, I'm thinking, well, $20 an hour is a load. Yeah, and he's course. like, well, actually, no, it's not. The living in all this. And I, I like that. The psychology of that's really interesting to me. But you don't get to be at that level, CEO, people like that, without having an ego. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And there's some people who recognize that and try and use that almost like as a tool to be better. And there's some people who don't recognize it and just crack on. And bringing it back to the original question in the loan system and stuff like that, there's just a lot of factors to it. And at the moment, the club are realigning it. Paratici's working really hard. He's brought in two people this summer. It's going to be gradual. We are going to lose some players, which we have, but I'm hoping we're on the right track. Yeah. 
Uh, Barry Fowle says, Royale impressed against Southampton. He's obviously worked hard to adapt to Conte's style all summer. He was strongly rumoured to be leaving and Alistair Gold of Football London says he still may go. Would you keep him? Um, there's also reports saying we're in from Madison or Zaniolo. Or Zaniolo, lo, lo, lo. I don't know how to say that name. <laughs> uh, they seem to be our midfield options. Uh, what do you think? Um, Tottenham are doing a very, very good job of shutting down the leaks nowadays. Um, so, <laughs> for the first time in a number of years, I can honestly say I have no idea. I've seen us linked to a number of people, and people who are smarter than me say, yeah, I think we are interested, but we don't know. It's like the club have really managed to nail it down. Really kind of... Uh, they've made signings so far, and although we've had a little bit of insight that they were coming... Um, it's typically when the deal's done. I, I think the final straw was the Diaz transfer when he went to Liverpool. That hit the press and Liverpool jumped on it. Um, I, I, I still think the agent would have leaked it to Liverpool anyway, but yeah, I think that was the final straw. They've really kind of made a move. So we're linked with a lot of people. I wouldn't necessarily jump on anything. I have a kind of thing where if I get confirmation from multiple places of people that I trust... We will post on the Facebook page under the word rumour. But keep in mind, we don't post every story. So if we post something and it says rumour on it, it's typically because there's real reason to believe it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and for example, so far this summer, everyone we've posted as a rumour has happened. You're like the so you're far. like the Fabrizio Romano of of Facebook, so yeah, absolute tapping <laughs> merchant. Yeah, <laughs> other people tell me, and I just post it and go, "Yay, look at me!" Uh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez says, "I know Southampton was only one performance, and Chelsea will be a lot tougher. But looking forward, how many players do you think we still need? Uh, if I was ideally before this window closes, I'd like to see two more. Um, personally, um, I think one more in midfield." And I'd also like to, probably, I'd like to see one more in the attacking options. What about yourself? You're getting greedy now, Sam. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always. You can never have enough players, but then at the same yeah. time, I think Conte was. Did I read somewhere or hear somewhere? He just he likes a team of twenty. Yeah. And has he has he got that twenty? He's... More than says, isn't he? He's getting there. Yeah. He's getting there. But you've got to keep in mind it's five subs now, not three. So he's probably expanded did, that. Did you know, I saw, I, I think it was you that sent, I have put it on Facebook or sent it to the, in the group chat about the rule changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I could have sworn that one of them was, with the five subs, you can't, you can't sub more than, uh, is it three at a time? Because at the end, I swear we did, we made four subs right at the end. Um, you can make up to five subs. Yeah. But you can only make it in three intervals. So if you ah, want to do five in one, you, you can. Could write, there you go. That's but, the thing. But you can only do three intervals to, to make substitutions. Get you up, right. Um, uh, any more signings, or are you happy no. with the window closed now? Are you yeah, good? I mean, look, you, you, it's always lovely to have another sign in. And if we yeah. pull one out of the hat, fantastic. But, but I, you're good. I, yeah, I think we've got a good, we've got a good squad. Yeah, yeah, good. All right. Jay Farley says, why is it so hard to get rid of players we don't want? Because we don't want them, yeah, and everyone, everyone knows, knows we it. don't want yeah. them. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, there, there's obviously always loads of factors to it, but that's it. Because if you think about what Daniel Levy's done to clubs for years, which is wait till right at the end of the window, then go, hey, that guy you don't want, I'll give you £2.50. And they're like, ah, you bastard, we need to get rid of him, we got to take it. 
every chairman around the world is currently looking at Tottenham going, <laughs> revenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what's happening. Yeah. Because this week, the business is picking up. Uh, Brian Gill is being linked to now three clubs. Uh, Giovanni Lachelso, three clubs. Tangi on Dembele suddenly is getting linked places. Really? What? There's other so, clubs that want him. Uh, yeah, uh, I think McDonald's and Burger. King, did you but, Did you um, see uh, Declan Rice said he's the he's the toughest players ever played against? And I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, probably I don't is, doubt that. Yeah. But yeah, if he's on, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the guy then if he loses the ball goes oh, yeah. and just stands there. Uh, that that's not that's not top level. You can't do that. And Conte ain't gonna stand for that. He's you know ready to move him on. Tom Agerscu says. Before the season, it was widely accepted that Liverpool and City would be first and second. After seeing the opening games against Southampton and Fulham, do you think that the second place is more achievable or still aim for top four? Uh, it's just one game. I don't think we can... I think City and Liverpool are still a tier above everybody else. I think after five games, if they look like they're struggling or Liverpool look like they're struggling, then maybe we'd address that. But after one game, not a chance. I, I don't think anything's changed in my mind. I mean, I still personally, I predicted we'd finish second. So I already think we're going to get in amongst them anyway. Which one, I don't know. But with it being this world crazy-ass World Cup, think how many players from both those clubs are going to be at the World Cup. I mean, ours too, but I, I just think it's going to have a massive impact. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, you think about those fixtures, October into November, every player is going to be like, oof. I am right at the World Cup. <laughs> I do not want to get injured. It's just going to be an odd season. Do you, do you know, it's do, just going to be a really odd season. Yeah, it really was. Do you know what? Just very briefly, because I know we'll talk about it a lot as as we get closer to the World Cup. But mm. it, it occurred to me that I think this could it could really work in our favour. Because you think whenever we play a World Cup, it's always at the end of the season when the players are tired. Yeah. They are in peak fitness. They're in, they're, it's it's like they're playing. Well, they are playing in the middle of the season. So. Yeah. Whether that whether that that gives us only just gives us an advantage or gives other teams, but I think genuinely for us, like you know, you look at other countries who don't yeah. necessarily play their season when we do. I think this is going to give us and other European clubs a massive, massive advantage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really unique. Yeah, absolutely. Because the temperatures there, even in the winter, is ridiculous. It's like a Bristol uh, Tom... sunny day, isn't it, mate? Exactly. <laughs> wow, friggin' Scorchio. <laughs> Tom Perk says, great to have you guys back. My question is about Skip. Are you concerned he's the next Tom Carroll or Harry Winks? Oh, no. As no. in the next player to come through the academy that I'm really proud of? Yes, he is. Careful, Thomas. <laughs> yes, yeah. You've hit a nerve there, my friend. <laughs> yes, careful, careful. <laughs> um, we've had a message from Chris Vanderlei, who says, Hi, all. It's great that you're back. Ty tried a few other Spurs podcasts during your time off, but it just wasn't the same. Oh, thank you. I love to know your theories on why the last ten years we have failed to beat the first man on corners. He's done this with laughing emojis. Maybe there's a player bonus for hitting that first man. Yes, I think there is. Um, I think. I think. Yes, definitely. Um, we have brought in a specialist set pieces coach over this season. Everyone, just keep an eye and see if we improve. You watch Harry Kane's going to get ten goals from free kicks this season. Get fucked. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. Why not? And Boris Johnson wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, right, James Campbell is our last one, and he says, overall, what impressed you or stood out the most from the win over Southampton? I've mentioned it already, but for yeah. me, it was that 
feeling that when we went one nil down, that we're still gonna, we're not gonna lose. You know, it, it, that's what impressed me: the fact that their heads didn't go down, and like you yeah. said, they're like, we've got a plan. All right, you have that goal. Doesn't matter. We're still gonna beat yeah. you. And I just, it I, felt like it annoyed them. Yeah, it felt like it, they like literally like, oh, you jam, yeah, right, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna show you that that's that you know, and and it, it, yeah. it, it's that feeling and. It, it's the feeling I had under Pochettino. We've said it, haven't we? You know, yeah. Any any team, bring it on. You know, we're gonna we're gonna give you a game that went, unfortunately, under yeah, under did, yeah. uh, the name that can't be mentioned. The other we? one. The other one. Oh, hang on, the hang on. Ones. And uh, Jose, and what was the other one called? Uh, just so we can hear, the, uh, hear the, Mr. Nuno. I do, I love playing that. Do you know the guy did like a full like three minute version for me? He's a hero. <laughs> but anyway, anyway um, yeah, for me the me the thing that stood out was the hunting impacts pressing. I was like, wow, I forgot how good that felt to see yeah. a team look that aggressive in, in hunting the ball back. Um I wanna see us do that at Chelsea. I wanna see us go there and be treat them the same way. Like we are a Tottenham. And, you know, and that this is how we play and let Chelsea try and deal with it. I think if we go there, we're aggressive, we're abrasive. I think we got a really good chance. Yeah, completely. Uh, prediction, mate. What do you think? You Seb, we've heard from. Vicky, we've heard from. What about yourself? Just just on the enthusiasm that I'm feeling, I, I think we're yeah. going to beat them. I think we're going to beat them 2-1. Yeah. Uh, nice. I'm going 3-1 Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, massive thank you to everybody for listening. Um, Really appreciate it. We will be back next week. Obviously, we'll be talking about the Chelsea game uh, and looking ahead some more. Uh, fixtures are obviously coming thick and fast and with this crazy-ass season with the World Cup in the middle. Uh, but, yeah, everyone, enjoy the heat wave. Stay safe. We'll be back soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.